this time on the You Aim for Not Me, a podcast, Sean fulfills a long-term aim as we chat to the owner and promoter of the newest wrestling promotion in Northern Ireland, continuing the tradition of Irish wrestling and bringing a new and exciting style to the Irish wrestling landscape. We are chatting to Stephen from Stay True Wrestling. Stephen, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. How are you? <laughs> All good. Struggling, struggling on. You know, it's, 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 it's an evening for, you know, just lying in front of the fire and doing absolutely nothing. Well, sure, look, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll jump straight in. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what do you do? Uh, yes, so uh, obviously Stay True Motor uh, would be the main thing for this. Um, started wrestling, I think. It's one of those things that I get you just kind of you're doing it and then you don't really realize i think 2018 or 19 is when i started training mm-hmm. maybe um started with uprising uh and then before that it was like every other idiot doing backyard wrestling and all that stuff we've all been um, there yeah yeah uh, so yeah it's just one of those things it's always and i thought in between that it was like making entrance teams and stuff so i've been kind of somewhat involved wrestling wise anyway since i was no age whether it was legit or not but yeah, so I started training with Uprising, uh, which was the Kings of the North school and promotion. Yes, yes. Uh, and then from there, trained a few other places, kind of floated around. And then just started my own promotion. Um, it was kind of one of those things where, just to get that out of the way, I guess, uh, speaking out happened. And I was a bit like, I don't know if I want anything to do with this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I was just thinking, like, there's so many people that are so talented. And not that I'm, you know, running super regular shows, but even if I can give people like a couple of shows a year where they're going to be safe and happy enough. But well, so it was literally one of those things where I was like flipping out a coin flip, whether I was going to like just pack it in or try and make somewhere a bit more like what I would like to have seen. It's mm-hmm. one of those like, if it's not there, make it yourself kind of things. What What is Stay True Wrestling? What do you want it to be? Or sort of, or where are we now, I suppose? So we've done... I think two and a half shows because last year, whenever we had started, I stupidly decided to start during the pandemic. So we did like a like a cinematic kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which was the first Halloween. So we managed to do Halloween 2 just there past. Um, so it's getting edited at the minute. But it's more, it's one of those things where like everything I've ever heard whenever I was in wrestling was people being like, oh, don't book it like WWE. We're not WWE, so who cares? It's just go out and have a match and that's it. Which is all well and good. And I get that. But like then everybody's just doing the moves, you know what I mean? Like if you don't have a reason to cut a promo and if you don't have a reason to kind of develop a character, then why would you? If okay. every school and every promotion's just, oh, we'll just put some matches together, that's that, then what's the point of a character? Um, and I'm maybe a massive shock, but like into The Undertaker and Sting and like a lot of that kind of stuff and like I like all that kind of thing. So I, whenever it started the idea of like doing a promotion, the first thing was like film it, get everything filmed, everything edited, get commentary on everything promos just so even if you know i only do if i do if i can make one show and nothing more then at least everybody that's on it's got some cool footage and maybe a promo and maybe like there's like oh look they can do an angle or even if it's not for if you know like i don't think hundreds of thousands of people who are like oh i've got to tune in every week on youtube at least as a wrestler you can kind of go oh, i remember i did that that angle like that show like our first show for example it was a bit survivor series deadly games inspired just because i love the idea yes. of you know this one show is a, a self-contained story so if you come to the show, you don't really need the backstory. You don't really need to go to the next one, which hopefully you do. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like it, this is a start and an end and it wraps itself up. So at least everybody on that show can be like, yeah, like that was a full story. I was involved in an angle and like there's the footage of it. I also want to try and do like not just your usual here's a wrestling show kind of thing, because especially up north, 
a lot of the promotions would use a lot of the same guys, which is good because a lot of them are great, like like Ambo Gray and Coach Cassidy and stuff like that. Like those guys are awesome, so they're getting used everywhere, rightfully so. They should be getting used more places, to be honest. But then if I'm just doing the same PG show that's just matches with no story to it, and there's all, there's four other promotions up here doing that alone. Yeah. So what's me? What's the point of this? You know. Okay. So story stuff like that, and then also I want to try and do some stuff like maybe do like a no ropes hybrid rules type thing. Because then if people want to do something where it's like, oh, I'd love to go and do that progress tournament or do like a tournament to death or something, they've got something that's like, nobody's going to be able to show, oh, well, here's my cool family-friendly show where I got poked in the eye of the home finger, which I did at the last show. But that's <laughs> not going to get you into a tournament to death. But if you have like a yeah. hardcore match, then maybe it's something. So even at the very least, then the guys who are on the show can take the footage and the stuff that they did and it might help them, you know, even if it's just another thing to add to the reel. So everybody's leaving with something. Fair play. <laughs> Totally, totally. You've wiped out quite a few of my questions there. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. No, totally. Yeah, 100%. But tying in, I think that was totally something I picked up on with the hate, well, no, not Halloween 2. It was the SU1 show from last June, which is, as you said, that's self-contained. Um, the qualifying matches and all that. I thought that was really cool because, as you say, it's so one extreme or the other. But in North and South, like, it's like it's either super promotions bringing in like, you know, indie superstars with no story or it's the family friendly shows that is like just Undertaker ripoffs or whatever, and you're like, there's no middle ground, and I think yours like it's totally its own space. But something that really struck me is, as you say, you only really started during the pandemic, um, but the production value is like so so high, and could the commentary and the backstage stuff, and even the as you said, the cinematic match did last year, was that something going into it? You were like, this is a big part of it, and it's gonna set us apart, or was it just to tie into that idea of we want to tell cohesive stories? I don't know. It's one of those things that I think is in the back of my head, but then whenever I'm like, I'll think that, then I'll move on to the next thing. And then I'm like, okay, well, we need to do stories. And then the next thing is like, oh, well, you know, I should obviously film this. And then it's just, I'm too busy trying to make sure that I have everything checked off because mm-hmm. like, I'm new to this. I'm so like, I'm obviously missing something obvious. Like I haven't done this long enough to just be like, okay, here's my checklist done. A big thing was like, wrestling's not profitable. Like it's not, it's, nobody's getting mm-hmm. wrestling to be loaded. Um, and I'm not like, I just have a normal job so the the pandemic one for example like that was uh we're lucky enough to be able to use the space that used to train the guys at the wrestling live uh nick was nick's been a who runs ran the wrestling live it's been a huge help um so we're lucky enough to use their space and then just kind of did it up a wee bit and then i wanted to get that shot and then one of the matches actually had an issue so this is a kind of i think i don't know if people know but they can probably figure it out so it was a two-match show First mm-hmm. one was the athlete versus athlete challenge, and then the other one was the no DQ match. Super corrupted, and there was issues, and it kept like oh, the cameras kept cutting my. And it was one of those things where it's like everything's going perfectly smooth, like for the first thing, and it just yeah. So that's why the uh, the tag match we had, it's just a highlight video because that's all the footage that was salvageable, which is heartbreaking. But um, mm. I think that almost made me more annoyed then in the sense that I was just like right well we had cameras and everything so this time I'm going to get for the first live show we're getting a hard cam we're getting a roman cam and then I'm going to produce everything because it's just it's just stuff I've always done anyway like I've edited music videos I've made stuff like that I've made and recorded music and stuff so I just figured like if I can do all this why would I not and it's stuff that not a lot of other places are doing but myself um, and Sean, my Sean, or myself and my Sean, myself and Sean have Sean. <laughs> um, experienced that as well because, and that's where we were saying double checking both my him, uh, him and 
myself for recording because um we've been caught out on that before ourselves with things going wrong or files been corrupted or lost you know and it, it's 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 awful like yeah, no, it's one of those things where I was looking up all the tutorials and stuff, and <laughs> everything. Because uh-huh. even it actually happened on the issue one show in one of the memory cards as well. And I was like, no, because the uh, the Roman cam cut like apart through the main event and I, and I couldn't get the hard cam. And I was just like, I'll tell, are you telling me like I've edited all of this and I don't have the main event? But thank, thankfully, one of those uh, like the YouTube tutorial worked perfectly. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, whatever happened in the first Halloween, it was just gone it, it was almost like it wasn't recorded but we know it was because the guy was like, you have the bits yeah in the way sometimes yeah like we're like mm-hmm. like uh oren had done all this like he'd like done like full dives off like this stuff and it's just it's just not there yeah <laughs> but like we know the guy was recording everything being like cinematic and stuff and like the production like you're saying uh another part of it is just because i have always wanted like i say like wrestling's not profitable i'm not expecting to you know put on wrestlemania next year so at the very least, because I know that a lot of the guys, they do want to go elsewhere and some of them maybe they don't have reasons to cut promos and stuff. So my thing is, well, if I can at least get them cool looking footage, but if they send that to somewhere else, it'll maybe, if I put a wee bit more production into it, then that might make their footage sound like a wee bit more to promoters who are getting 20, 30 videos a week. Whereas if like that mine looks a wee bit flashier, it might draw their eyes to the guy's match and get, you know, that might be the thing that makes them actually watch this one instead of skimming through it. So a lot of it's that too. No, very cool, very cool. Like, help them help themselves, sort of thing. Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah. Like, there's a lot of guys up here that are like so talented as wrestlers, um, but like I said, they've never had a reason to do a character or do a promo. Yeah. And then there's some of them who like they'll do a few promos, and it is very just like this. Someday I'm gonna say all the things that are gonna be typed <laughs> in the in the comment below the video anyway, and uh, and you don't know what's coming to you, and the fact of the matter, and all the, the cliches. Um, but once you get them doing it a few times. It's great. Like one of the things I tried to do, I just totally ripped off New Japan. Was it said to a couple of the guys? It was like yeah. whenever you come back, like don't worry about you know. Oh, you think you've seen the last of me? Blah blah blah. Like if you're tired from the match, and you're like, oh my arm's fucking. I've got another match. Say that. Like that's all you need. Like that's a bit of a personality, especially like if you're a face. You don't need to like. I think now because like we're still in like the age of the antihero, but like you know if a face comes back and they're just like my you know my leg is shot, I can't feel anything in it, but I've got two matches left. I'm just gonna have to suck it up. You might be like, "Yeah, it's tough." Like, rather than if they did the whole, you know, "Oh, but it's it was the it was the pride." <laughs> and what you were saying really got me behind. Like, yeah, I just think like more natural reaction stuff is almost better than mm-hmm. at least when it comes to faces. I think it's so hard to script a face promo. Uh, I live in hope now that we see the like in the Bali money one of the Bali money shows the equivalent of Zack Saber Junior throwing chairs and shouting at uh, Ring Crew. That would be tremendous. Not far off of a fieldozer. <laughs> uh, whenever he was threatening to get rid of Tyler, the guy who's doing our announcement, mm-hmm. uh, to get into the title match, he was supposed to threaten to break the title, and then he just yes. threatened to break Tyler. So that was a wee bit off. Like, <laughs> what I did? That was real, but it's like, yeah, okay, you've got you, you've got your match, you've got your match. <laughs> Drop the mic, please. Brilliant, brilliant. Before we go on, as you've alluded to some of the shows you guys have put on so far, but before we get into that, just yourself, then. So you mentioned that you've sort of been in the. Like you train in 2018, but in the sort of orbit of various wrestling sort of related jobs prior to that. But like, what was it like? Were you into wrestling growing up? Did, was it did it come later, or what got you into like just wrestling as a form of entertainment? I've been into wrestling since before I can form memories. I <laughs> the, like that. It's just always been a thing. Like, is 
early back as I can remember, I was dressing up as Sting for Halloween, or I was watching WCW on Channel Five. Um, did you dress up? Sorry to interrupt you. Did, did you dress up as a wrestler this year for Halloween? And if so, who was it? So I didn't. I didn't dress up, but this guy Raylan, who looked a lot like me, um, his ring gear was. Cactus inspired, so I had came out with the flannel. He came out with the whatever. <laughs> came out with the flannel, and then uh, so the wanted shirt. Yeah, it was a body bag match against Cambo. So instead of my face or Cactus face and wanted dead or alive, it was uh, Cambo's face and it was wanted in a body bag on the shirt. Brilliant. So brilliant. Perfect. Um, Sorry, could you? <laughs> and it wasn't like my family weren't into it. It was one of those things where like they couldn't care less about it, but I was just obsessed with it. And then the more I got older, it was, oh, well, we used to watch wrestling whenever used to be on in the bars. I remember Ric Flair and Giant Haystacks and Big Daddy. And it's like, of course, it's Giant Haystacks. And Big it's always Daddy. Giant. <laughs> anybody a generation above me or more, it's always the Giant Haystacks and Big Daddy. Um, but the, the one thing that stood out that for some reason, because Ric Flair was still active whenever I was watching, that was always the weird one to me. And then I just remember my dad being like, Rick Flair has been an old man since I was watching, and I was watching since before you were born. Like <laughs> he has to be like a hundred. It's just, it's just always been, always been obsessed with wrestling. Brilliant, brilliant. And then to get in, to get into it later, it's class. Yeah, so it was one of those things where there was only ever one, one place up here for a long time, and I went to. So whenever we were backyard wrestling, I was, I was like a teenager, so of course I'm a dickhead, and <laughs> uh, so like. I was the one that took it. I was the one that like wrote all the storylines and like did all the promos and like edited most of the footage with one of my other friends. So then uh, one of the friends was like, there's actually a wrestling promotion in Northern Ireland. Like check this out. So he showed me some of their footage, and they were in like the the, the ceilings like you know two feet above the turnbuckle. And the one match he showed me, which to be fair, like probably the worst representation of the company, but it was just like a couple of dudes who didn't look much bigger than us, much stronger than us, and they were in like tracksuits and a lucha mask. And I was like, <laughs> I, I put more effort into my ring gear than this. And mine was like jeans and a custom t-shirt that I'd drawn myself. <laughs> the and I was like, what's the point? Why am I going to pay to go train with them whenever I can do a DDT just as good as them? Which I was completely dead. So that was my thing. So then eventually, like, once I grew up a bit, I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe I should actually check out this school. Went to one of the shows and then they started, like, chatting all this homophobic stuff. And I was like, nah, that's nah, not for me. Yeah, yeah. So I left. So that sucked. And then I was talking to my sister who had just started getting into wrestling. And uh, she was, you know, kind of getting more into it, more into it, and like more into the idea of actually training. And I was like, right, okay, we'll see, we'll look into this. It was the same place. And then I was, I think I was like 25, and I was like, oh, I'm getting old now. Like, if I if I don't do it this year, then that, that's it. Like, it's it'll be too old to start wrestling, which is bullshit. But it was just me, just like I have too many injuries from the backyard stuff and blah blah blah. <laughs> so so we were on the train home, I think, from like a Belfast Giants game or something. And then my sister had just seen like, just turned the phone around to me and it was just like uprising or taking in new people like next month or something. And I was like, well, I mean, that couldn't have lasted more, like at a better time. Yeah. So that's how I got into it then. And my original plan was, cool, I'll go in and I'll train a bit just to kind of, so that my sister, Hayden uh, Morgan, is what she wrestles as. So she's not, just to make it a wee bit easier for her. And also because at least then I can check off a bucket with a butt side of ring. So my plan was like, I'll go in, I'll train with her, and then, you know, whatever, and then maybe pitch an idea, like a storyline idea where she beats the shit out of me, and then <laughs> I'll help get her over because, you know, intergender wrestling's not really a thing up here too much, so she's yeah. beating the shit out of the dude. 
might help her jump up a wee bit and then I'll just leave. So I seem to see that work out well. Uprising was a, a great place and it just like really turned me around on Northern Irish wrestling scene. So whenever it, it closed, I was heartbroken. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So I just want to ask about, uh, you know, last October and you were saying about behind closed doors and all sorts of things. How did that feel? How did it feel to, you know, it be that way? Wrestling fun of nobody. I mean, um, like, you know, like, it, it just, like, crowd engagement is such a massive thing. Anybody, any artist, anything that they do, especially when it's, you know, performance, and it's, it's collaborative with the audience. So how did that, how did that think? I was kind of lucky in the, the way that it was planned. So uh, Bryce Morrow, from up here, he calls him, he was all-star Morrow, and he was calling himself like the all-star athlete and everything. But he was calling himself the alpha athlete okay. at one point, and he was saying like, you know, oh, I'd maybe be interested in, you know, seeing if I could do like some kind of alpha athlete versus all star athlete. And then I had just like spitball him like I normally do. I was like, oh, it'd be funny if you did like, you know, a bunch of random challenges that led into a match. So that was the plan, and then we ended up shooting that. But we shot that first anyway. So because we had had so many silly like kind of like skit bits first scripted, it was almost like less of a wrestling thing than it was just like shooting some stuff okay so we were already there and we're shooting everything and then i'd obviously like had ideas for my tag match it was going to be on later on um but because we'd already done like shooting all the other skits and the non-wrestling parts and then the last bit just went straight into their match by the time that was there it was just like oh right we're wrestling but i think like if it was anything else if i just tried to do like a normal like a normal show so to speak, like I would try to mm-hmm. do that, it would have felt weird because it did feel weird a wee bit because there were a few times where like say there was issues with the camera. So, you know, like I've got like a hold on or something or I'm getting like hit on the head with something and then it's like, wait, 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 camera's, camera's dead. And I'm like, oh, serious? Like, <laughs> so it, it was quite hard to kind of be like, uh, what, where, where were we in the match? Like, what was the, pl- like, have we done this bit that we had planned? And, and so that, that was quite iffy. Um, and I'm, I I don't like the super super fan stuff, but for this it kind of had to be, because it just like you say, like you want to feed off the crowd. So I'm a lot more like, you know, I could do twenty suicide dives, and I could do this, and I could do that. But you know, if I if my lace comes undone in the match or something, and the kid's like, oh, his lace is undone, he's going to trip. It makes more sense for me to you know hit the ropes and then slip on that and then that kid's like oh I knew that was going to happen and then you know yeah, the yeah. ones around them are like oh you call that and that feels like they're more a part of it more interactive um I like that side of things more than just that oh well, this is what I had planned so I hope you like it um so not having that and then especially when the camera's stopping and it is just like stop right uh did you get that oh I don't know where it actually died oh great so I have to take a a big chop to the throat in the cold with no cry between me and the other again. Cool, no problem. And then it's like, I can't really be pissed because I planned this. So whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely like, I'm so glad it's done. There's one other thing I might, I've, I've maybe toyed the idea of doing no pride with, which is like the no rope kind of, want to do like mm-hmm. blood sport type thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, who else is up here? Um, and there's a lot, a lot of guys up here and the whole island that do a lot of MMA stuff too. I would maybe do that without a crowd just because I don't know what, how much of a crowd would really draw, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. But I would leave, I'd, I'd, I'd maybe see. There, I've got a couple of ideas for it, so it might, I might be able to do it early next year, hopefully with a crowd. But okay. other than that, like, I just, yeah, I'm so glad that stuff's gone. 
yeah. I, I have no idea how like performance center and like the Thunderdome and all that stuff. Like th- there were some benefits to it though, like because you can kind of you can plan things and you don't have to worry about oh well if I set this up, the crowd are going to see it, so it's going to be super obvious what's going to happen next. You can just shoot mm-hmm. around it. So that's cool. But like the few times you would benefit from that over the having a crowd that not worth it at all. Not yeah, at all. yeah. I think I think like you can tell even with like WWE cinematic stuff, unless you really go like really weird with it, like the boneyard stuff or the, like what was yeah. the, the that feigned one. It's yeah. I imagine it's really hard and really as you say because the crowd's so involved and you're like yeah, it probably takes a lot of the excitement out of it in the moment as well for yourself. A hundred percent. Um, like that's why I'm just I'm so glad that the first one was kind of like gimmicky, the athlete versus athlete challenge. Because mm-hmm. it had so much like the comedy and stuff going into it that by the time it got to the match and Bryce, also Bryce Morrow, he is such a character uh in the ring and out. Like he could fill up a room, like he could fill up the Thunderdome by himself. You would feel an atmosphere there. Um and then our tag match, you know, is heel, so kind of spooky stuff. So I'm so glad there's like character work to kind of lean on there too, because I yeah. don't think I could have just a straight I'm a wrestler, you're a wrestler, this just wrestle match without a crowd. I think that would be so hard to do. So I'm glad that there was some kind of like character gimmick stuff to lean on in those. Otherwise, that would have been would have been tougher than it was already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the other side of all that coin is as we sort of discussed in the round. So then June uh, this year, you had your first the first day through show in front of a crowd properly, issue one, and pick your brain a few points in that. But first of all, I suppose the obvious one how how was it to have something that essentially like your own promotion, something you took from an idea and made into an actual thing like actually in front of people and get the reaction weird um (laughs) we had i actually didn't really it was just kind of like the show was done i was like all right cool all right next um because we had another show planned uh a co-promoted show with caw that was supposed to uh take place in belfast and we're gonna like uh, raise money for the rainbow project up here um but there was like logistical issues and the venue and stuff like that and we just it it was literally impossible to do it was going to be one of those things where like the only possible way of actually making it happen was going to cost so much money that it would just it would have been ridiculous so but because i had that i almost couldn't as soon as issue one was done i was like right the next one's coming so i need to make sure i got this done make sure i got this done so i was still in planning mode Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't actually until after the deck one had to be cancelled I was like oh that sucks and then people around me were like yeah but you still just did like your first wrestling show and like it went well and everybody got paid um, which is another big thing that I'm very like adamant about like there's been guys who have been uh, you know oh we'll come up you know you haven't really seen much of our stuff we'll come up more for free and you know we'll work and we'll see what you think about future bookings and I'm like no if you work you get paid there's so many promotions up here that like they have schools and they're run by multiple people. And it's like, if I'm one dude with a very regular job and I can afford to pay everybody, I don't think there's much of an excuse for other places. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So it wasn't, and just to get back to that, sorry. Uh, it wasn't until the second show was canceled that I was able to kind of settle. And it's like, oh, I've nothing to do now other than edit the show. And then watching that back through edit and stuff, I was like, this is actually pretty cool. So it was like, a, it was maybe like two or three weeks after the show before I was able to go, yeah, no, that's actually cool. I can actually feel proud of that. Um, plus like it was more people like I I've seen that and I've seen shows where there's like maybe 20 odd people in it mm-hmm. and I was fully expecting like so I've saved up the money I can cover all the costs I'm not making anything back and managed to make profit managed to make sure everybody got paid there was 71 people at the first show which I was like yeah that's like 
four times what I was expecting just because first time I was like, I don't know what gift of gods and posters and stuff. Like, I'm sure I'm missing something really obvious. But yeah, no, I, I, two or three weeks later, I was super proud of it and how it turned out. Um, everybody there seemed to enjoy themselves. And that was the main thing. I was like, cool. Everybody's paid. Everybody's happy. Those were the two main reasons why I wanted to do shows in the first place. So I can I can be happy with it now. <laughs> Well, congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Big no. uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, as I say, I watched that back on YouTube and you did the release because then you released it like a series like for like, what, six weeks after? Which, yeah. it, it's totally a really cool idea. And again, something different in terms of the online presence in terms of keeping your name out there. Is that something you're going to do going forward? Yeah, yeah uh, it, it seemed to work pretty well. So I think we're going to stick with that. Um, but yeah, the episode, episodic release, I think, it worked better because I don't think you can have the best intentions, but especially because like we're, what this is our pretty much our second show for all intents and purposes. Like, it's a bit much to expect somebody just like here sit down and watch two hours of this. So I think if you get like a 15, 20 minute thing, and there's like some promos in between, there's you know some like stuff to break it up. I think it's a bit more of an easier watch, especially for maybe new eyes. Yeah. And then it's also helpful for the guys to just go like, well, here's my match instead of sending the promoter a two hour video. Yeah. Um, but I might also put up the goal. Cool shows later eventually at some point too if yeah that's not but i think the episode worked and like that it's something different in terms of standout that was what first got when i first um heard about you was when you were doing the the show was ultimately cancelled because it was going to be in two royal avenue which would just is such a unique venue it would have been really cool and that was again yeah. something different and unique and i'm so disappointed that we couldn't get it because even getting in there was such a hassle mm-hmm. so it was actually um Tyler, our voiceover, uh, our announcer, um, who was also there at the last show, he was playing a gig in there. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, a charity that were running the venue for a while, and they had they were looking for more stuff to do. So I had said maybe about doing a wrestling show because there's the dome in it, and I yeah. just like as soon as I walked in, I was like, a ring underneath this dome would be amazing. And even uh, at, like some of the other people, were, like I'm getting like hammer scene kind of vibes from it. And, yeah. yeah so, and I was like, even if you know nobody turns up to this footage that you would get is, would look amazing from here so i'd said to the organizers and they had like this pamphlet that the council gave them of like rules and they'd flick through and like yeah i don't own wrestling i don't really know about that and i was like well it's not really wrestling it like it's not like grappling wrestling it's more the like the performance art kind of thing it's like a theater and all this I'm like oh we don't know so they'd open a page and it said you know performances are allowed on exhibitions with the exception of wrestling and judo which I thought was very strange. It was just like wrestling judo. It was like but jiu-jitsu and stuff. Um, and I'd say, like, I bet that means like freestyle wrestling. And they're like, oh, well, you need to get in touch with the council. So I had to like do like a pitch to them about how, you know, it's not there. And like, I'd come up with like uh, the analogy that it's like, it's basically Avengers on Ice. Like, they're yeah. <laughs> punching each other. There's, there's action. Like, people are falling over. They're getting hurt and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's fine. They know what they're doing beforehand. Yeah kind of lost it a little bit with how choreographed it was but you know that and they were just like yeah it's the best bit we've seen and all this and it was like wrestling's tried to get in before and they haven't and i was like cool finally got this and i felt like yeah like i i got past the council yeah like this is gonna be great that was the first hurdle to get over and then they had said like they're gonna give us maybe an hour and a half setup time and it's just like that's that's impossible like it's a no-go Especially because the actual layout of the building, it's we had to leave a certain amount of room for fire exits and everything. And then the further back you go into the building, there's like a separate level with the ceilings way lower. Mm-hmm. So we would have needed time to set that up. There's no changing room, so we would have had to have made like a makeshift one. And but they had like a couple of booths for that. 
So it was like an hour and a half to set up all of that time. And then it wasn't possible. We were just like, yeah, unfortunately, like we would ask for if there's any wiggle room with that. They said, no, it's like, okay, right, I'm really sorry. Unfortunately, we can't do it in that time. Thanks anyway. Right. So all the stuff that was agreed on, like we can't do that. And it's like, no. Right. So then because of that, and then the fact that they weren't letting us set up the day before, which was a thing that somebody had said, it meant we're having to like spend extra on van rental. And it's just, it just one of those things where like once that went, it just hit a domino yeah. and another one and it just fell apart like a house of cards. And it's just, yeah, maybe someday. It is a cool venue. It's a very cool venue. It would be pretty cool for that sort of show as well. But yeah, as you said, someday, someday. Get there. Yeah, get there. Yeah. Um, so before I suppose we jump in to um, asking about what your future is and also a few quick fire questions because you're a very busy man and have to go this evening. Um, you were chatting earlier, mentioned earlier about uh, Halloween um, and, you know, the show and how it went. You had a few stipulation matches and that. How did they go? Uh, good. Um, there was actually, so we had a table set up just for the body bag to be displayed on. And uh, somebody had went through that table, like by accident, and it was quite funny. On my, because I like it whenever the crowd aren't hundred percent sure what's supposed to happen and what isn't. Um, so somebody went through the table, and you could just feel everybody was like, "Oh my god, he's ruined the table match later." <laughs> and just you, this the, the looks on people, and like just so many people just like turning to the one beside them, like side eye, and try not to like be like, "Uh oh." <laughs> basically being like oh and i was just like this is great and like the guy who uh was bittersweet josh he had went through the table and he was all the guys that were uh that worked that show were great such a great group of people um but like he was so apologetic and everything and i was like it's fine that's why we have extras <laughs> like yeah. that's why you better like to worry about it um but yeah so the body bag match uh so i had all of these plans for it and probably way too many plans but I was injured before, like I was, I had a few injuries, and I was like, uh, I could, I could get through a match. And then leading up more and more to the match, they were just getting worse. So I had two broken toes. My elbow is not working. Like it, I can do like, I'll go to the gym and I'll go, oh, okay, like I'll bench something, I'll do like two reps, and then it's just no feeling in it. And then I'm having issues with the knee. So all these plans I had, it was just like, yeah, this isn't going to be the match that I was planning for. Which, but it turned out great. And all the credit in the world to Cambo, great guy to work with. Um, but yeah, like body bag matches are over in Bala Money <laughs> <laughs> more than I would have thought. Uh, then there was a tables match that went down well. Um, and then the no DQ match, which I didn't get to see at the time. But so it's my sister, and Jordan's like a, a very close friend of mine too. Um, and I knew like some of the stuff they had planned, but see watching them get to the back, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I thought there was like the kendo sticks and stuff. I think you know what I like. Well, we have with kendo sticks, but we, we kind of know what it's like and chair shots and stuff. But some of the stuff they were doing, I was like, this is they're they're going for it. Like, and I, it, it's great. I'm really impressed. Couldn't be happier with it. Um, the whole show in general was great. Uh, had a couple of like things like cancellations and stuff uh, through no fault their own like uh, TJ Miham was supposed to be at the show but he had an accident um, and he's okay now uh, but he couldn't make it uh, Oren the, who was the OCC champion going into the show uh, he had a broken hand so he wasn't able to make it either um, but like the way it didn't really seem to affect the flow um, 
under the stipulation matches, I was a bit like, mm, things can go wrong. The more props and stuff you bring in, but yeah, everything seemed to go wrong. So I couldn't, no complaints. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> Got there in the end. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, it, and it worked. Yeah. And it worked. It, it, it's, it's funny just sometimes when things you plan things and then there's things that don't go to plan, but actually make the final event or the final product even better than what, you know, you'd hopefully anticipated or expected, you know? Yeah, 100%. Like, even the DQ match, there's a couple of things that, you know, some of the guys like, oh, I think I missed that match. And I'm one, I'm one of the ones who's a bit more in the mind of, like, you're having a new DQ match and you've got all these spots planned out. You're doing it and it's so smooth and it's so sleek. Eh, it, it, it takes away a bit of, like, the grit. Mm. You know, yeah. To me, somebody's going for, like, a, you know, a Total World DDP for, or something. Like a kind of slip. It's like, well, yeah, you should be a bit wrecked, you know, seven minutes into a no DQ match. Like, I, I like that. I think it adds a wee bit more. I think grit's the right word to it. Like, if everything's too clean, it doesn't really connect yeah. as much for me personally, but it totally. didn't in my mind at all. So that's the main thing. Mm, totally, totally. On that idea, I'm not going to start because Jack has heard this random a million times. That idea of grit, that the Undertaker Roman Reigns match, everybody hates that match, but I think because he's that bit older and slower, I can mix it. That has that for the most part, like yeah, I was I was like, Yeah, he shouldn't be. The whole point of this is that it's the new guy taking the old guy out back and finishing yeah. the job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like it, it should be like that. And I've seen people being like, Oh, they should have just done the same thing with Lesnar. It's like, well, no, that's a mm. different thing. Like yeah. he is the Undertaker at the end of the day. Like he should be able to go out, you know, on his feet, so to speak, or try to anyway. Mm-hmm. But no, I, yeah, I, I'm the same mentality wise. I think the same thing. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I do like something. But in terms of stay through, then, so been going approximately say two years, year and a half in terms of actual shows in front of crowds. What is the plans for the future? You've done a lot of different stuff. You have your own sort of. You have two titles at the minute: the Open Weight and the Open Challenge titles. So the Open Challenge title isn't actually our title. It's a bit of like mm-hmm. a is it Renegade? Is that what they call the FBW title? It's uh-huh. a bit like that. So it was originally uh, The Best Wrestling, which I think then turned into Wrestling Live. Could be a wee bit wrong about the order of that. But it was mostly known, I think, as the Wrestling Live title. Um, but obviously it's not there anymore. And they mm-hmm. don't have their Irish wrestling title because Killdozer broke it in half with his bare mm-hmm. hands and turnbuckle. But so that title's still around and it's not really tied to any one promotion. So like, by all, like I, I think that's a, such a cool idea, just a local cool, title. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not ours, but we will still have... Uh, matches and like we'll, we'll definitely have title defenses on our show but we do have a secondary title coming in um it's being made at the minute in fact i think it's being posted at the minute so mm-hmm. the idea is it's not it's not an intercontinental it's not just the same group of guys that fight for the open weight and also fight for this but if you get this you're good but you're not really good enough to go over that title um it's more there's going to be like not a stipulation but yes stipulation to it so uh it's going to have its own gimmick, basically. It's going to be different from rather than lesser than the Open Weight title. So mm-hmm. I wanted, I knew that if I was going to make another title, I wanted there to be a reason for it to exist other than everybody gets a belt. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so there'll be, once I get the title in my house and make sure it's all good, uh, I'll start like rolling out stuff and like explaining the point of it and what, what the difference is going to be for that. But okay. it's, I, I, think it's, I think it's an interesting enough idea. It's, it's something kind of different too. It, yes. should, it should be cool. I think people will like it. Brilliant, brilliant. Look forward to it. And are there, do, you, do we have any dates or shows for Saturn in the future where we might see that title or and everything else? So the next confirmed show we've got at the minute is the 12th of February uh, in Balamani again, just because like the Legion have been great. 
they've been great hosts. Couldn't ask for better. They've been super supportive and like sharing stuff and everything, which is great, which they really don't have to do. So that's the next one. Uh, there are other venues I'm looking at. It's just stealing. <laughs> it's it, it, the end of my existence. Um, but there's a few other places that I think are quite cool. There's a really cool venue that I can use. It's just, it has to be a very specific type of show. Um, don't really, I can't really say what it is, but like it basically, it can't, it's another issue with space. Yeah. But the venue itself is so cool. So I think that might be a good place for the no ropes, like hybrid rules show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I'm going to just double check everything there, but I think that'll be happening in this pretty unique venue. So that'll be cool. So hopefully oh, that'll okay. be next year. I also, at the risk of, I can't say anybody's going to steal the idea because I'm stealing it, G1. Nobody's done a G1 type thing over here, as far as I know. Oh my um, God. <laughs> just like, why not? Uh, so obviously, I'm not, I don't have the money and the resources to do uh, four groups of four, 16, 32, whatever thing. Mm-hmm. But I think I've got like a, I think I'd want to do something like that, maybe like a two day, like a weekend, one venue, Saturday, another venue, Sunday. Yeah. That's a goal. I really want to do that. And I, I'm going to try my best to get that for next year. That would that's, be brilliant. I think that's, I've got it organized in my head and i know how i'd want it to go mm-hmm. just getting another venue just for because i don't think having it two days in the same place would i don't think it's the best idea um especially because realistically like it's gonna the way it would be broken up you're gonna see the same eight guys or girls wrestling the same like the same people like mixing it up you know everybody mm-hmm. will be wrestling everybody in the group the way it should mm-hmm. be but then that in the same place two days in a row might be a wee bit too much to ask of uh, yeah, yeah. some crowds um and then obviously a couple of other matches just to so there's something other than just the tournament happening but that's that's a big idea that i'm really i'm trying to like nail down at the minute got a cool name for it future proof tournament i think that's cool so that is, yeah, yeah. pretty sure that's going to happen 2023 fingers crossed working on it um other than that I, I like the idea of having one-off events like the you know that or the you know like a hybrid rules type thing just so, even if it's a one and done and it's never done again, at least everybody's getting to something different. Um, and again, if not, if nothing, if or nothing else, then it's something else that people can throw into their highlight reels, and it might get them noticed somewhere else. Might make some cool Twitter clips. Might make, you know, might even just for personal satisfaction of guys being like, I took place in hybrid rules tournament. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the only one that's happened in the country or on the island or in the UK or whatever. You know that kind of thing. Like, yeah. It's kind of I'm kind of in like bucket list mode now, where it's like I because I was at the crossroads of like I'll either start my own thing or I'll leave. I'm just kind of at the point now where it's like, eh, well, I won't Why not? I suppose wrap it do up. It so I mean, if it goes terrible, I was prepared to anyway. So mm. fuck it, let's do a hybrid rule thing. Let's do a two day tournament. Let's do whatever. Probably yeah. does. Yeah, you can't beat a good tournament in wrestling. It is hard to beat a good tournament. I yeah, I have too many. Like I keep every night again. I'm just like sitting. I'm just like. I've got a great idea for a tournament and i'm like that's my third tournament that i've got planned or fourth <laughs> tournament. i haven't even done like one yet like so i need to slow down the tournaments before turning into 20 can <laughs> well i suppose look we what we do with everybody um that comes on we ask them we have a little sort of fun a little bit of a, a quick fire before we get to the, tell us where you know everybody can find you on the social so first question if stay true was a drink alcohol or otherwise what would you be i would be a pint of guinness because Sean thinks, sorry, Sean thinks I would be a pint of Guinness because no. I am an acquired taste and people pretend to like me. <laughs> that's, 
What a dick comment. I love it. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. If you had to listen to this man for as much as I do, you would agree. <laughs> uh, so, well, so I'm straight edge, and that's kind of where the Saifu name came from. So there's a wee bit of background on that. Who? Um, not that it's straight edge promotion, but like that's why there's like X's in the side bit of the title. It's just a wee bit of like a yeah. thing, but it's not, you know, you don't have to be straight edge to wrestle here. But it helps. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, probably something like a. I don't know, strawberry milkshake. I've had I've got a real craving for milkshakes lately. Just because like yeah, probably a boring answer, but just I've been having that many protein shakes the last while. I was like, you know what, I just want an actual milkshake. I'm gonna treat myself to a normal <laughs> milkshake with like protein in it. So yeah, big strawberry milkshake like in pop. Happy days. Just right, just right, just right. Uh we've added a few extra ones for the occasion this week. What is your favorite match? If you had to point someone to any match, stay true, WB anywhere at all, what would it be? Probably should have thought of something like this, like just in case, because it's a wrestling thing. Ah, a little bit of me, and I know it's not the best match, but it's just it's one that I go back to a lot. It's almost like like a comfort watch. But then when I tell you what match it is, <laughs> it's, it's really not. Edge and Foley again, Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer at One Night Stand. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love it, and I know it's the least comfortable comfort watch. Like Funk going Big Bar. Yeah, that match <laughs> so much. Um, that or. Ah, there's another one that I've like just been binging lately. Um, maybe that or for something like the complete opposite end. Uh, Jay White and Kenny Omega in the G1. Um, yeah. it's like it's one of those ones where it's like it's not the Naito match, it's not the Okada match, it's not the one that everybody goes to. But I just thought that one was just perfect. Um, it's almost like the style I would have wrestled if I didn't have a character. You know, like okay. Jay White's then. Yeah, or like just that where it's like it's hard hitting but it's fast and like there's a lot of athleticism yeah. to it. But then like the more I started doing my thing, it was like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense for me to be doing topes and screws and all that stuff. So I mean, yeah. you know, take take the Undertaker approach busted out every now and again. Oh yeah, no, I, <laughs> I I've done that I've done it in practice once, I did the over the top dive and I was just like, Yes, I am the Undertaker. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> if you um had a favorite wrestler, favorite wrestler of all time, you can't pick one, you can't pick two, you pick one. I know it's going to be hard for you to separate between Sting and Undertaker, but you know you're going to have to going to going to have to choose. Uh, I mean, probably Undertaker, just because yeah, I kind of have to. I mean, he's the only one that I've got his logo tattooed on my arm, so got a wee tiny Taker T. So yeah, I kind of have to <laughs> have to go with Undertaker then. Can we say? I was going to say, Sean's leaning closer <laughs> to the screen so you can see. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, wait. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. In among the Wu-Tang and the Batman. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, all the best things. <laughs> Brilliant. A different one now, but just important. Crisp sandwiches, right? The most hotly contested of issues. <laughs> if you were to make yourself a crisp sandwich, what would what would it be? What type of bread? What flavour of crisps? Spread? No spread? Uh, Go on. My answer is that I just wouldn't. Yeah, not, not a crisp sandwich person. Uh, yeah, a boring a, answer, but no. I, th- I think there's only been one other person, Sean, that has said they don't like crisp sandwiches in all in our 50 plus episodes of interviewing talented people. <laughs> I think there might be only one other person. I can't remember who it is, but I'm just thinking in my head now. I don't you know. It's like, it's, it's like pizza and ice cream. They're both good, but like putting them together, I'm just they like. Eh. Okay. Well, what would be your dream of... sandwich? Wait, wait. Okay, I was gonna say we'll agree to disagree oh, on that one, Stephen. But go on ahead. <laughs> um uh i don't know i like paninis i'm like bacon and paninis and like bagels are my go-to so like just chicken bacon and cheese i know it's not super adventurous or anything but like 
Tasty. Especially like if you're trying, if you're just like eating whatever you want, it's great. If you're trying to be more strict in your diet, you pick the right cheese and you know, get like some like low fat bacon. Perfect for every diet except for vegan. But there's vegan bacon and stuff too. Vegan bacon, so, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, the most good. versatile of sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you had a superpower, what would it be? What would you do with it? Um, everybody thinks like, you know, are oh, you for like mind reading or something, but I don't know. I think that would be more of a curse than a power. Um, Always these questions, I'm always like, there's always a dark side to most superpowers. I think because mm. you go invisible, but then like you maybe want to like you know sneak around and You'd be, be tempted. Like, yeah, like oh, let me go ahead and just like sneak into this place I shouldn't be in. Like you know maybe flight, and I would only bust it out like once in the middle of a match, and I would just be a tiny little bit, just enough <laughs> to go viral to everybody be like his hang time and that, that and that's like <laughs> something really shit too, like a like a diving elbow, like or a, a double axe handle. The, the flying yeah. button, but in the air like a second too long just where everybody's like what the hell and then never do it again fair fair brilliant. that's that's that's, that's a brilliant use of that um just a, a superpower for the sake of trolling people yeah <laughs> and then our last question so when we have like musicians on we ask them if jack had a magic ball he would transport them to their dream gig they could headline any venue whatever so yourself you can answer this either for stay true or for yourself or both Magic ball match, right? Anyone, anywhere, any stipulation, yourself involved or not involved? What is it? Uh, kind of like you go to the, the the obvious one of the big matches that never happened. And then obviously with like some of the answers I've said, like Sting and Undertaker would maybe go one of those. But I honestly think the build for that would have been better than the match. Mm -hmm, and I love absolutely. both of them. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh... No, actually, maybe uh, Mox and Foley, the match that they never got to have. Yes, that was a good one. Just because I love the storyline idea of what Mox was saying about, you know, where, like, you're the children of the death match because of what you did and the is your fault, standard yeah. you set. And now we're all broken and we can't even make the WWE because we were kind of top what you did. Just for them to yeah. actually get some kind of match, like Prime Cactus Jack versus maybe not CZW Moxley, but and current mocks, maybe, yeah, yeah, and maybe current mocks, or maybe just before WWE Moxley, like yeah. those two. I think that'd be that'd be pretty grotesque. But that'd be pretty fun. They're both, yeah, but I think they both they're such good storytellers as well. Mm -hmm. Like it wouldn't just be a gore fest; like it would be like you know uh, Triple H and uh, Cactus at the Royal Rumble. You know, something where like you're actually drawn into it, but it is also grotesque. Like I think no, that's absolutely, the, that's the line. I think that would be it. Yeah, probably Moxley no. and Cactus. Great answer. Headline and Legion Hall of Money. Stay true. We've come to the natural conclusion. Um, we would like you to tell us where people can find your 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 past um shows, your website, um, all your socials, and of course, um again, very briefly, what is the next thing coming? So everything is uh Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, and soon YouTube, now that they're rolling out their handle, finally. Uh, it's all going to be stay through NI. Um, so that should, so that, that's everything. Um, next thing that we have confirmed at the minute is Balmoney Legion again on the 12th of February. Um, that is that. And then the Halloween uh, episodes will be coming in the next couple of months. They'll be going up on VR YouTube as well. Fantastic and then, stuff. Now that we've got a new title coming, we'll be rolling out some information, um, little videos and introductory stuff about that and what that title is gonna what it's gonna be and what the point of it is. 
Exciting, exciting. Okay. We all look forward to it. Mm. And excuse, where can people find us if they don't already have us like, shared, and subscribed to? <laughs> Which I'm sure, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure everybody does, you know, so I don't even need to say it. But if it was going to say, I would say search on Instagram at Yanni, Y A H N Y. You ain't heard nothing yet. Search that you enter nothing yet on Facebook. You find us there as well. Listen to the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. The links are all on Instagram and Facebook. You can get them all from there. Uh, the projectionist is the film blog, and you can follow Jack's very slow Movember journey. Oh, I love it here. It's day <laughs> two, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> on the Instagram. Um, as the Instagram as well. But yes, look, a very big thank you to Stay True, Stay True and Stephen. And um, yeah, we'll chat to you all again. Bye.